Hello there, people of the internet. Happy Friday. I hope you're doing well. I'm Yohoshi Hanzian, and you're listening to a brand new episode of the Artholic Podcast, the podcast that can get you an art attack. Today, I wanted to talk about black and white in films, whether that be classics or, you know, new movies, because we've seen a lot of movies use the black and white in the 2021, 2022 as well, hopefully as well. Um, and I wanted to talk about what makes black and white so appealing to people and have a brief history of black and white in movies in general. So if that sounds like an interesting topic to you, grab a hot or cold beverage. I have my hot tea next to me as we as I'll try to dissect today's topic. Let's first talk about the black and white aesthetic so we all know that black and white can be used and changes dramatically the thematic of the movie it can provide atmosphere tone and overall provide a visually contrast and a dreamlike view of the world but one thing that really is amazing about black and white is the fact that it can make a film or a photograph feel more real or unreal depending on the usage of it so it can make a film feel more real uh, if it's a time period accurate film or photograph while it can also make it feel unreal when we're talking about the fact that in real life we see everything with color whereas if you use the black and white in movies, it can seem a little unreal, and that is one thing that can be used dramatically uh, in movies and stuff like that, so it's really interesting to see how that is interesting. In an overview of the era, we all, if you guys didn't know, um, a lot of people have been talking about whether uh, The Wizard of Oz is truly a black and white movie or a color film, because it was, you know, uh, the transition from the color, but the overall era of black and white started from the 90s to 1960s for most part. A lot of directors opt for black and white to make a political or aesthetic point. Uh, for instance, the street scene uh, in a, a film by an African-American director uh, w- published or rather directed in 1989 restages Charlie Chaplin's The Kid that was directed by Charlie Chaplin and out in 1921 in the contemporary way of the inner city. So that would like that was used by the director in a more creative way to suggest that the inner city denies the uh you know the humanity or it dehumanizes the the humanity and grant a little bit of a tramp and you know it just gives a lot more of a nostalgia feeling of the poverty and the cruelty the absurdity of the city back then so that is one way a lot of directors used black and white we're not talking about the technicality overall because you know color didn't show up um in the beginning of films uh so a lot of people used or directors used lighting and the textures and uh, you know the plays of actors and stuff to portray ideas now some films are shot in black and white as a kind of homage to earlier cinema genres. We can, for instance, talk about uh, Dead Man, 
uh, Dead Men Don't Wear Played, that uh, movie directed by Steve Martin in 1982, that pays tribute to the film noir, uh, while, um, you know, m- the film noir is a genre of the black and white, where it's not much about the color black and white, but rather the story, as well as the um, symbolism of black and white in movies. So film noir is a genre that you, that was usually black and white, but the story as well was a little bit noir. Uh, so it's like the dark cinema. It was a lot more uh, expressing dark thematics, uh, themes, a lot of uh, black and white in the, in the, you know, not only in the colors, but also in the symbolism and in the plot as well. While movie, movie that was directed in 1978, for instance, and Young Frankenstein in 1974, fondly recall the 1930s backstage musical, as well as the 1940s horror film. So we see that a lot of directors back then used black and white whether as an homage or whether just to use the overall power of black and white in movies because um and i black and white has a transcendental quality to be one of the past and the present because it's realistic um it has a certain magical sense to it as well so that's why a lot of directors opted for it back then Now we know that filming has always been pushed along by technological advances and the rise of mobile phone cameras, easy color filtering, you know, streaming might have finally dispelled the persistent and long-oriented view or notion that black and white only means old. Now, or, you know, people also used to think that black and white is just a symbol or like a synonym of law. But now we're lucky to live in an era and a time where our viewing changes um, a lot. So like now you can take a picture on your phone and slap in um, a black and white filter. You see a lot of filmmakers that use black and white to express certain feelings, whether that be nostalgia or other things. So it's really interesting to see how black and white changes. Um, and we've seen a lot of, like, um, it's, I think it's ironic to see that after having colors, a lot of filmmakers now tend to go back to black and white. And it's not ironic, but it's really magical. As I said before, black and white holds a lot of power when it comes to emotions because it gives more importance to the characters, to the feel of it all. Uh, you can create a whole scene. Like, we, if you guys know Mad Max, for instance, or any movie, if you watched it in black and white and watched it in colors, you would feel different things. You wouldn't have the same ideas. You wouldn't uh, have or feel the same emotions. So it's really interesting to see how black and white evolved in a way and made it a lot more uh, fun for directors. And now, thanks to ongoing advancement in technology resolution, we've seen a lot of modern films that are more colorful than ever. Um, the thing is, there's something to be said for movies shot in black and white. Uh, you know, there's a lot of movies recently, such as Malcolm and Mary, The Lighthouse, and other movies like The French Dispatch. Um, the reason, and I wanted to know what was the reason why directors chose to make black and white films, um, you know, especially 
because of the new technology. Well, unlike many black and white films from the past, the cost reason is not the issue because we have the technology to actually make black and white and have an actual budget, like, you know, in old times. The switch from film to digital for many directors has negated the budget difference between black and white and color altogether. So these days, it's always an aesthetic choice. So most people, or rather filmmakers and directors, would choose to shoot in black and white. They're doing it for distant reasons, whether that be, uh, you know, to evoke the past or to talk about like nostalgia or making a statement. So the rise in digital and the advent of the iPhone and all these new phones that we have in technologies made shooting stuff easier and cheaper than just buying your black and white stock. Now you can literally take your phone out, take a picture or a video and then slap in a black and white filter. Now that's not how filmmakers do it in the industry, they rather choose to shoot in black and white directly because it keeps it gives it more realism. Or some directors choose to shoot in colors and then in the post-production uh, sequence, they try to uh, make it black and white. So for them, it's not a filter. It's more of a creative work with shadows, lightning, color, desaturation, saturation, and stuff like that. When you're using it today, people use filmmakers use black and white as a statement. The difference in the cost of making the film in color black and white isn't significant, as I said before. As opposed to the mid-century movies shot on black and white film, most of today's versions, such as Roma, are shot in color and then changed into black and white during post-production. You know, it's not simple. It's not um, because the, it's not simple, as I said before. The filmmakers don't usually just slap on a filter like you would normally do on Instagram or on Snapchat. They carefully adjust the color gradient to produce a rich array of grays because black and white is not about black and white, but it's also about the shades between those, which are the grays, um, and to fine tune for the image to look a lot more good on screen. And I, I have an idea of what the reason would be. As I said before, it might be nostalgia, but it can also be another thing. So first thing is, it can be a decision intended to evoke the past. So because we're still used to, you know, associating black and white photographs, images with history, which is why uh, there's a lot of colorized photographs, uh, you know, to make them more current. And that is overall a controversial opinion because a lot of people are like, no, but I keep it black and white because it's a picture. It's an old picture and it, it testifies uh, time. And other uh, people that, you know, try to make it seem more current can be um, controversial. But that is one reason why a lot of filmmakers would use black and white to talk about the past, the nostalgia of it all, to it's using documentaries uh, or in, you know, uh, the a lot of movies that talk about history or that want to talk about a certain past, like, for instance, the French Dispatch that uses black and white to make it more 
era appropriate. For others like and Anderson and the French Dispatch, for instance, or let's say Monk with David Fincher's, it's an attempt to evoke not just the past but also a particular era in film history. So it's it's a stylistic homage to an earlier era where the choice to shoot in black and white was driven by other concerns than the aesthetic of it all. Another reason, or rather, you know, another reason why. Um, it can be used is because for the vast majority of people the world is rendered by our eyes in color we see color uh, in a way so when it's flipped to black and white an invisible layer of separation between us and the image arises and so we become more aware of what's happening so of the plot of the image in new ways so our eyes would be drawn more to the lines, the shape, the light, the texture, the facial expression, in a way that we might not see it in color film. So the overall uh, black and white imagery, or rather aesthetic, gives a kind of strangeness that makes us sit up, take notice, try to understand a lot more about the characters and the feel of the era around it. The, the, the characters, the background, everything is black and white. And so it's more of how to take notice and how the little details are perceived with the light and how the director used certain textures to showcase certain uh, feelings or certain materials as well. As cinematographer Bruno Del Nobel said, it's meant to bring theatricality and to lose temporality. So it's not about time, it's not about era appropriate for most of the films, it's more to focus on emotions. For instance, with Malcolm and Mary, I won't spoil it, the movie is great, but it's more about the emotions that the characters feel. We don't care about the colors, it can be any relationship. It shouldn't be something in the 2020-2021, or it could be something that uh, people that already died could relate to if the movie was dropped in their era as well. So it's really interesting to see how black and white really brings up a lot of the emotion feelings, a lot of the nostalgia, but also adds a lot more to the movies itself. It brings emotions. It helps you understand a lot more about the plot and the movie and the view of the director itself. So it's not always about being era appropriate, but rather about making a statement as a filmmaker, as a creative director. So yeah, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I do apologize for my voice. I am kind of sick, but I did uh, want to make the episode. So yeah, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Let me know in the comments whether that be on any platform you have or on Instagram. Also on the website if you have to, I'd link it down below. Thank you so much for listening. I um try to make this one a lot shorter. So yeah, if you enjoyed it, make sure to like, follow us on the platforms that you use, whether it be Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Podchase as well, anything else. 
and make sure to follow and of course share the podcast with your friends if you enjoyed today's episode i'll see you next time peace